0: Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed.
1: John, are you ready to go? I am Indeed ready to go. Okay. I think I'm going to get it right this week. And I'm like going to be offended at myself if I get this wrong.
2: Kasim, <laughs> welcome to Green Room, sir. Thank you, thank you. Welcome to – well, no, welcome. Thank you for the welcome. And how are you guys doing this morning? We're good, man. How are you? Very good. Good, good, good. Once again, as usual, thank you for your content, fellas. I really enjoyed the recent newsletters and the pod that explained a little bit of uh, the cap and free agency stuff. That was all great. Well, thank you. <laughs> it was fun to do. I have a couple of questions. One is about Lonzo and the other about Randall, if we can get to it. Um, yeah, let's, let's do it. Let's, my, my, my question on Lonzo, and, and it's nothing against the, the Lonzo takes. It's just I, I just need an explanation. I I understand that he's a good player, I understand that he can be a great player, but he's not there yet. So what I don't understand is why would you pay 20 plus million dollars to someone who potentially can be a great player. I mean in my I guess I'm maybe it's an old school take, but I feel like 20 plus million dollars are reserved for people for players who score at least close to 20 plus points a game um and mr ball at the at the moment with his with his career season is still under fifteen um decent on the assist but he was also i mean look who he was assisting too it's like he was at it was the the lob king of Scotland i mean um
3: <laughs>
2: so so that's, i just that's pretty damn good i like that yeah and 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 on top of that even his fourteen point six Points per game, which sounds it sounds not too shabby, you know, was for a team that was scoring 114.6 points per game. So, you know, I just I guess I I I get Lonzo, I don't get the salary for Lonzo. Could you explain why he's worth that money? Uh,
3: yeah, he's well, he's not, Um, and he is the number that he's going to get from the Knicks or someone else is because there is the words uh, point guard attached to his name. Um, Even though that's not what Lonzo ball is. um, Lonzo ball is essentially a wing. Who's really good at putting the ball on the floor. Um, Just like basic, like I can, I can dribble on the move type stuff. I mm-hmm. can navigate. I could navigate my way around the court in the half court. Um, who could hit a three? Obviously, um, hit a three on hit, hit threes on volume, um, not hard threes. Not. I mean, you know, you'll see a step back here and there. I actually went and watched every one of his shot attempts and um, assists over the last two months of the season yesterday because um, I'm preparing on writing something about Lonzo uh, for for Monday. Um, oh, sweet. He doesn't. He doesn't really do anything in the half court. Um, I actually – hold on. I have it right here. He had – one, two, three, four, five, six. He had seven baskets in the half court in his last – no, sorry. Nine baskets in the half court in his last um, six games of the season. So essentially a basket and a half. And six of those were just, like, long mid-rangers that Mm -hmm. he he missed, I don't know, two to three for every one that he made. Um, But, you know, there's value in a guy who can hit a three at the rate that he hits threes who is capable of running a pick-and-roll, although that's another area of concern because if you look at, the premier pick and roll ball handlers in the league there, you're talking about guys who are averaging 12, 13, 14 um, such possessions per game. Lonzo ball averages three and a half. Um, so he's not really doing that a lot either. It doesn't mean he can't, he's fairly proficient on those plays, um, but he was also giving it to Jackson Hayes and, and um, as you mentioned, you know, Zion Williamson. So like his, his ability to, to, or, or rather how defenses approached him as the pick and roll ball handler is perhaps not indicative of, of how they would without those threats there. Although, you know, Mitchell Robinson and Julius Randle are pretty good threats in the road. Right. Anyway,
2: I digress. Um, He's not a point guard. I mean, he's a, he's a, he's a ball Yeah. Player. So, I mean, I think you that's what I don't understand. You're, you're, yeah. you're saying the things that I think right now. So I don't yeah. understand. I understand why he's an option. I don't understand why he should be our number one option.
3: Because it speaks, because it speaks to the, to the issues that are presented with all of the other, if you go through every other player that's available and it really does come down to two things. Um the one player out there who can, who is a real point guard and can shoot is Kyle Lowry, who's 35 years old, and is not seen as someone who's going to be around for a long time. And every other reasonable option um, has shooting questions. Mm-hmm. Uh, Spencer Spencer Dinwiddie, whose praises I repeatedly come on here and sing to the to the pleasure of absolutely no one. He's um, worth
2: his contract. Yes, but he can't
3: shoot. And I think if there's one thing we're learning in these pla DeMar DeRozan can't shoot. Dennis Schroeder can't shoot. Um, and then you get into like your, your De- Devonte Graham's and Kendrick Nunn's um, of the world who can kind of shoot. But again, they're not point guards either. Those guys are glorified shooting guards. And you could argue that they're not as good as of players on the whole as, as Lonzo ball. So if the playoffs have shown us nothing, I think it's that like, just bring your shooting, bring your shooting, you know, and, Lonzo is far from perfect, but you know he can be on the floor for a half an hour in a playoff game and you're going to be fine. The question the, – the, the issue comes with thinking that by signing him, you are answering some sort of organizational query that, that is – that, you know, like th- this is the point guard of the future. He's not the point guard of the future. Not, it, it, it. But, but the, the last thing I'll say is – if you can figure out a way to get a wing initiator and again, look, we're not getting Kawhi, um, but if at at some point you find a way to get a wing initiator or even a backcourt initiator, you can sign that player and Lonzo and I think that's what you're paying for with Lonzo is you're paying for the the fail-safe of the fact that he doesn't expire. It's not like if you get a point guard who can shoot, Lonzo goes out of style and the nice thing about signing him is you have rj barrett who rj barrett could slide in as your two rj barrett could slide in as your three like if you have lonzo on a team with barrett you it it still leaves you with so many other team building options so this is a very long-winded way of saying you're overpaying you're overpaying not for the answer that like many people think he is but for like the floor
2: that he provides does that make sense Yes, it does. Uh, and I, I look forward to the. Fine. <laughs> I look forward to the newsletter you have on this. Since since you already you'll probably get into more detail. I don't want you to give away your whole newsletter right now. So that's cool. Um, <laughs> uh, the 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 quick question, if I may, on Randall. Um, sure. Is, you know he's great and depend you know the, the level of greatness that he is you know maybe a tiny hairline question mark on that but he's definitely great in terms of uh, being able to deserve more money than he's currently being paid um, I guess Mike uh, he's also still young yes Do you think and it's fun. What are the chances that this is Randall's ceiling? Oh, I think he's going to get better. Um, that, that's easy. I think he's going to get better. I think if
3: you track his career, I think if you tra- if you look at his work ethic, I just, I mean, this is a good feeling. I just, my read on him as a player and as a worker and as a competitor and as like all of those things, as a guy who wanted to come to New York when no one fucking wanted to come to New York um, and have the spotlight be on him and the whole thing, um... I think he's going to get better. Um, I think the shooting is real. Maybe not 42% real, but something close. I think the difficulty of the shot – I don't think we pay nearly enough attention to the difficulty of the shots that he was taking and making from three this year. It's not like he he hit 42% and he was – and these were all catch-and-shoot attempts, which if if that's all he was hitting on 40 and he got 42%, that'd be great. It wasn't yeah. the case. See that These when were, he got into rhythm, the,
2: the 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 smoothness of that shot. And I mean, like, even when I, he wasn't I, in full rhythm, he could just he could be off balance and be able to have perfect balance on the on the lift, uh, on the stroke. It's just yeah, the shooting is not fake. I yeah. believe. that. No, I'm 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 high on Randall, and I'm I'll give Randall whatever. Like I've I've written
3: this. Obviously, you give give Randall every penny you could give him this summer for as long as you can give it to him, and take your chances. That's yeah. Cool. All right. All right. Man. Thanks as always. Classroom. Hold up. Hold up. Hold up. What would
1: you give up for Ben Simmons?
3: Oh, yeah. Oh,
2: um,
3: I mean, the answer could be a bag of balls if you don't want them. It's, you know, I,
2: you know what? We're trying to fix the offense. Why do we want Ben Simmons? <laughs> there you go. That's, that's an answer. Their so right. nothing is the
1: answer. <laughs> nothing is the answer. <laughs>
2: Yeah, we don't have uh, – yeah, I heard this on some – I think it was the low pod or, some, or, or one of them where they said that his value is really dependent on the team you're talking about because he, he's more valuable to some teams than others, which is an obvious statement. But we yeah. are definitely on the lower end of that spectrum in terms of the value he provides to us. He provides value, absolutely. I don't think he's a bum of a player. Uh, maybe not for that salary. But, I mean – yeah, he just—he's not the answer to the uh, to the question that we have. Sounds good. There you go.
3: All
1: righty. Um, so all of the speaker requests disappeared from the app, which you know <laughs> used to be called used to be called locker room, and now uh, new name, same problems. Um, <laughs> That's I'm gonna go to. Let's see. James was next, so if James still wants to come up here. I will get you up here, James. <laughs> Can we ask
3: James to come up and? speak? That's what I'm gonna try and
1: do. Invite to speak. Okay. Let's I see don't see works. him. I don't see him now. Okay.
3: I love. I think James. Way, I think James. Go ahead. What's up? No, I was just gonna say. Well, you're well. You're figuring this out, and well, maybe James makes another request. I think the. I will never get tired of talking about Lonzo because I think from like a theoretical team building perspective he's, it's just absolutely the most fascinating. He's absolutely the most fascinating player to me. Mm. Um, But uh, yeah, I just, so I'm all, I'm all for that. Um, Oh, Schwinn just messaged us in in Twitter saying he would like to come up in the green room. Okay. Get in line, Mr. Schwinn. I I, I will, I will tell him that. There you go. Uh, James,
1: you've been invited to speak. Let's see if this works.
4: There he is. Okay. How you guys doing today? We are wonderful. How are you? Great, great. Um, I kind of took the question the wrong way. I thought you meant for like any team in the NBA.
1: Well, um, if it's not the Knicks games, so yeah, like, then I- I'm actually curious to see what team he makes sense on in your mind.
4: I mean, honestly, I have no idea. But I was just trying to. I, I heard someone. I don't know. I forgot what podcast it was, they were talking about. But uh, like a CJ McCollum or um,
3: that's the name people have been throwing around. And yeah, I feel like. I see. My my issue with that is like Dame has the Dame has one of the highest usage rates in the league. Like Dame has the ball, and you want Dame to have the to have the yes. ball. And I feel like the, the this is why I think it's, he's such a tough fit because I feel like if you're trading for Ben Simmons and you're going to make an investment in Ben Simmons, you want Ben Simmons to have the ball in his hands, like whenever he's on
4: the floor. But that's that's just me. I mean, th- others may differ. What what, what about someone like Bra- I mean Bradley Beal? I mean they're not the same player at all, but like. I, they would have to give up assets. So, well, a Simmons – well, that's I, – I think Lowell mentioned this recently. Like a, Simmons,
3: a Simmons for Beal swap was, like, something people, like, bandied about at certain points this year. I wouldn't do that at this point if I were, I were Washington. I, I don't think anybody thinks that
4: Washington would do that at this point. Well, it depends what else they can get for Beal. I mean –
3: I think they can get something good for Beal, <laughs> and I and I'm, I'm I haven't written this newsletter yet, but like at some point I'm going to dig into Bradley Beal because like at some point we have to look at the shooting numbers and be like, it's not like he's taking shots that are all that much more difficult than like commes- like um or players that are thought to be commensurate players in the league, and his percentages are just they're not good (laughs) it's it's just it's not pretty but anyway that's a conversation for another day
4: yeah definitely another thing I wanted to say is like I feel like every um every year we like hear these rumors of all these players that like this year it's Lonzo Ball and Kyle Lowry and I just feel like every year it's just some other random guy that we get like it it never actually follows up so it's like I just don't see us signing Lonzo Ball like I feel like it never happens where it's just like, oh, that, that, that's the obvious, like, rumor that was going on all year, and then we got him. But, I mean, it, it, it could be any, any, anyone. I don't know. I, 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 I know we're going to sign someone, but I just don't see us paying that much for Lonzo, so.
3: I, you know, I here, here's what I'll say. Like, Derek, Derek and, and um, uh, I think a few B writers have pointed this out. I, I honestly forget which ones, but, like, you know, Derrick Rose got up there on the dance or the dance, whatever you call it, the, the post game after they got eliminated, and he said he dropped the, the, the you know the thing about like I know they have big plans, and like I've been I've thought about that because like part of me wants to be like that's just Derrick Rose like speaking casually he he's not referring to anything but then there's another part of me is like maybe Derrick Rose slips and like knows knows like more than. He, you know, or actually knows, like, what, what they do have in mind. And, like, who the hell knows? like, you can tell me anything. Like, you could tell me they have a trade lined up for Bradley Beal, and then they're going to sign, you know, player X in free agency and, like, build, you know, make their attempt at building a super team this summer. And I, I'd be like, okay, fine. Like, I have no – we have no idea what they're going to do. But you're right. They're going to th- – we're not going to look – we're not going to sit here in October. And be talking about the same team. Like the team is going to look different. We know that. I just I, I don't know
4: how. Well, yeah, Rose was referring to last offseason. No, he was just referring to, to this upcoming offseason. Oh, okay. When they okay. asked him,
3: when they're like, "Do you think you're going to be back?" and he's like, "Well, I know they have big plans, so I don't know."
4: Oh, I didn't. I didn't even see that. Okay. okay. Yeah.
3: No. I mean, you know it was, but it was like again, I don't know how to read it. He may have just been talking out of his ass. I, I literally don't know.
4: All right, yeah, that's all I really have today. Thank you, guys. All right.
3: Well, always a pleasure. Um, enjoy the rest of your uh, lovely Saturday afternoon, James. I will. I will. Thank you. As <laughs> always, James, thank you, sir. Thank you. Give me a Lonzo um, day, it looks like. Jeez. It is, it is a very nice day. Um, no, a any... kind of day is what I'm saying. Oh, a kind of day. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> yeah. people are talking about Alonzo. Do we have any other uh, requests? Because I, so I saw something. apparently oh,
1: sorry, yeah. we do. Uh Fraser, I'm gonna invite you up to the stage, uh, Fraser Coleman, because I saw your request, but I didn't. It's not nothing is
5: showing up in requests at the moment.
6: Oh, that's that's lovely. Lovely. and he's
5: here. I'm here. I'm here. I'm here. Hey, good morning, uh, Andrew and and John. Hey, so good um, good morning. So I'm gonna put something a little controversial out there. So just it. me. All right. So um, in the spirit that we're just after a championship. Right, and we'll make any yes. move that furthers us down this road. There's no greater asset that we have than probably RJ at the moment. I think we all can agree with that.
3: Uh, I, I would agree that he is the best asset
5: okay. on the list. <laughs> and the uh, the team that values this asset the most, you know, given the latest news about Zion, Hunt, is probably oh, I, I see where you're going with <laughs> <Right>? this. <yeah. laughs> so he has the highest.
3: <laughs> oh, wait, hold on, we lost you. Okay. Oh, Wait. You said he had the highest of what was at that?
5: perceived value. I'm, I'm, you know. Yes. Oh, you know, he's 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 improving, taking great steps in two shortened seasons. It's it's quite remarkable, but he's not delivering value just yet at at, at, at an all star level. But you know, New Orleans is over a barrel, right? They need to keep Zion happy, and so it, there is an opportunity here, right? To really maybe. Uh, cash in uh, RJ and get a big haul back from New Orleans. Is that something that the Knicks should explore? And, and what do you think they could get back? You mean, I mean, I saw some thread yesterday about Ingram. But well, I don't know that's, if that's
3: like, I I wrote, uh, I, I, I um, hid something in a newsletter a week or two ago about, just that I wouldn't I wouldn't be surprised if you heard RJ's name comes up. Um, and look, let, let me be very clear about this. Like, me sitting here and theorizing about whether or not the Knicks would put RJ into a trade is not um... Shh, my daughter's like going crazy over here. Um, it's not like a slight against RJ, or it's not like any anything in terms of like, oh, the Knicks don't believe in RJ. Like, unless you right, think correct. RJ Barrett's the most the most, you know, the most valuable trade asset in the league, then of course the Knicks should entertain putting him into packages. It's just a matter of like, you, they should value him more than any other team in the league. Not less because you want to build a foundation. You want to have consistency from year to year. You want to have guys that have 10, 12, 15 year careers for your franchise, You want to have guys that want to be here. RJ wants to be here. You want to have guys that you know can play in New York. You want to have guys that aren't afraid of the big moment. Like, these are all qualities that RJ has, and it's why the city of New York, I think, has fallen in love with RJ Barrett over the course of two years and he's definitely converted me from a slight skeptic to someone who like i don't want to trade rj barrett this summer even and i'll so i'll go even a step further i don't want to trade rj barrett even if it makes sense on paper to trade him like i want this guy to have a career as a nick all that being said might it make sense <laughs> from a team building might it make sense from a team building perspective <laughs> to trade him of course of course it would uh it might Uh, You know, and and the the only name you'd consider in terms of New Orleans is Ingram. Um, And so you basically have to look at Brandon Ingram. And uh, look, to be clear, I have no idea if New Orleans would ever entertain this. But, like, you have to look at Brandon Ingram and you have to say, like, okay, is this, like, is he, might he be 95% of Kevin Durant at some point? I I personally don't think that about Brandon Ingram. I think he's a lower, a level or two below that. Um, But like, you know, people have been saying for years about this guy that like, yeah, Brandon Ingram could be league in scoring one day. Why not? And and to be honest with you, I'm not sure. I'm not necessarily sure they're wrong when you look at his, like, just what he could do on the court. Um, But like, there's other stuff too. Like, that team sucked this year. And Brandon Ingram was their second-best player. So, like, I didn't watch New Orleans every day, but I'd love to talk to people who did watch New Orleans every day and be like, hey, is Brandon Ingram, like, a winning player? What Did they win – did or did they lose because of him or did they lose in spite of him? Um, and sometimes that the answers to those questions are not clear. Um, I mean, look no further than R.J. Barrett. I think you could point to a large – like, the Knicks won 41 games in large part because of R.J. Barrett in some respects. But then I think you could look at, like – he was a detriment in a lot of, you know, for the portions of the season where he was just trying to figure out his mid-range game and his driving game and his, um, and all of that stuff. And he was like taking inefficient shots and like, you know, not great possessions, but that's all part of the process. Um, it, this is a very long winded way of saying that like, should there, should they hang up the phone if New Orleans calls? No. But like, am I in a rush to do that deal? No, I'm not. Uh, but I, I also don't know how you could just dismiss it out of hand. I also, let me, one one other thing, actually, I lied. This is the last thing. Um, the notion that this is what R.J. Barrett is, and he's never going to turn into any kind of a better player, specifically in terms of the areas of shot creation um, on the perimeter, like off the dribble um, and like being able to really be a beast on the drive and like creating plays for others like basically being a a shooting Jimmy Butler, like I don't think that we should dismiss that out of hand Um, and I think if you trade him now you're obviously trading the possibility that he becomes that so yes, there's a possibility he may never have any higher trade value that he has right now, but there's also a possibility that you're like be moving low um so yeah that's that's my two cents <laughs> okay no
5: that's that, that's cool all right one one last one for you uh sure new orleans needs stability right um and so if um if, if new orleans called leon it's like hey look if you can get me uh randall and sign of trade we'll give you zion you'd do that right Oh yeah, and our, that's that's a different. Company. Hold on, yeah, hold on, hold
1: on. Repeat the trade again. <laughs> Randall and a signing yeah, trade for Zion. <laughs> these, are,
5: these are just some crazy ideas. I'm so, I'm so yeah. That's, <laughs> that's 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 not
3: going to be happening. Uh, but you know, but I, the the theory is that you... New
5: Orleans wants needs a star like an all star, and they want stability and they want somebody locked in for a number of years because they've already seen you know AD leave Zion 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 now wants to leave you know. Um, Chris Paul left. Um, and so if, if, if they can get like an all-star, like in Randall back in a silent trade that's committed to like, you know, three, four years, whatever, you know,
3: yeah, uh, they, listen,
5: we, it, we, it, we, like is that peaked out yet. Right. He's still very raw. Can't really shoot uh, from range. Um, like, so he, there, there are flaws there.
3: Well, um, yeah, but like if they, if they will, if they like traded Zion without Zion going into them and, and demanding a trade, um they should just contract of the course. franchise. Yeah. That, and I and that, that, I, was, that aside. I, yeah, I, I mean I I wrote um about the, the you know what, what will Zion get traded you know yesterday and like I think there is a world where he does because I think there's a there's a world where he just walks into their office and be like, Yeah, I'm done playing this for this franchise. Um and I'd love to see what they would do. But they're not they're not gonna entertain any of that. So and I guarantee if they if they ever put him um on the table it sure is. It sure as hell isn't going to be for inside a chamber. change right.
5: For Julius yeah, that's, that's a good point. <laughs> yeah. All right. That's that's it for me. Uh, hey, Happy Father's Day. Uh, I know yes. you got kids, uh, John. And then I don't know about you, Andrew, but if you do, hey, Happy. No, not son, yet. Too. But yeah. I have a father, so I appreciate that. <laughs> All right. Take care of that, that guy. <laughs> happy go. Father's Day. All right, man. Take care, guys. Take How care. um
1: I you, we we've talked about this off air that the, I know
3: we we've talked about
1: it a lot off air. So the the whole thing about a Zion turning down the qualifying offer and or accepting the qualifying offer, he's turning, not turning down do the that. max. He's not
3: like, gonna, he's not going to accept the qualifying offer. He's going to sign. It doesn't. It's it's not <laughs> these guys, These guys have all the leverage. Okay, I'm agreeing with you.
1: I'm saying the whole thing about it. Centers around the fact that he doesn't want to play in New Orleans, which yeah. the conversation less, it becomes less about like what New Orleans can get for Zion. It becomes where should the Pelicans move their team to? That's um, the, like, that's what it becomes more about. Cause then, like, so this is now the third star, Chris Paul, I- Anthony Davis, and Zion that, like, went to New Orleans and was like, I don't want to play here long term.
3: I'll I'll respectfully disagree with that only in this uh limited sense. I think it's not the city, I think it's the uh, how they run the team. Like I yeah, I don't need to tell Ooh. you. There's been there's no, but there's been reports that they're the most shoddily run organization in the NBA for for years now. I mean, like they used like the Saints training staff up until recently. Like clearly they are spendthrift. Um you know, Which
1: I don't like, think like a Sean Marks or somebody that like, that could be competent in a smaller setting uh, would fix it, though. Like they are the like the seventh team. I forget who said it the other day on one of the pods I was listening to. They're behind like
3: LSU lacrosse in the rankings. Yeah, no, but, but but again, that's that's the Benson family and that's ownership. So, but I don't like I I look I look if if they. If if Zion requests like demands a trade and they trade him, I don't know. Maybe Silver goes and has, you know, a, a private meeting with the family and be like, okay, like shit or get off the pot. This isn't happening for you guys here. Um, I but I I don't think it's the city of New Orleans. I think the city of New Orleans can can support um a basketball team. I I, I know that I know the interest is great, but like, look at Atlanta. Atlanta, you know is a good basketball city though. Like that they they actually have a history and have shown to support uh, the basketball team. Yeah, I g I don't know. You might have a point. I, I I just I look at ownership. I always look at ownership. So I do too, yeah. which is the wild world that the Knicks now have an advantage <laughs> in ownership.
0: We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with indeed.
1: next and i apologize to this guy because he was supposed to be ahead of fraser but again i cannot see my speaker request so i do not know the order justin richards as soon as you get the speaker request welcome to the stage sir hey hey what's up no it's all good Andrew. I all just messing around. all right good i take that personally myself so thank you for not taking it personally welcome, <laughs> buddy.
9: i'm good uh, happy saturday to everyone
3: um happy saturday I-
9: yeah, I had two questions, but I had to add a third since I guess we're doing the where to send Ben Simmons. If you're uh, – and I, I know they have the same agency, but would you do AD for Ben Simmons straight up? A- a-
3: Anthony Davis? Yeah, straight up. Ben Simmons. Flipping. Yes. What, wait a minute. Ho- hold on. Um, Would you do – I'm not if I'm L.A. I would hang up the phone if I'm L.A. Uh,
9: I don't think I would hang up the phone if I'm L.A. Hold on, are we talking about Anthony Davis? Yes, we were talking yeah. about Anthony Davis for alright, so I'll, I'll explain like this. So do you guys Hold on hold on first? hold on hold on.
1: I just I have a follow up question to John's start uh stunning reaction. Um do you have news about Anthony Davis that we don't know about that you're about to tell us? Like like is No, I'm just, it's Anthony Davis. He was I'm with you. That's why I'm shocked. Is like Anthony Davis for Ben Simmons, especially after the playoffs we've seen from Ben Simmons. Is no,
3: I'm saying that L.A.
9: would hang up the phone. I agree. Yeah. So so all right, I'll break it down like this. So my so my thought is is kind of like this. If I think Anthony, I think Anthony Davis. I think Ben Simmons right now. I think we're looking at him as like, oh, he's the worst thing since sliced bread. Why would anyone want this guy on my, on my team? Yet he essentially was like, could have been defensive player of the year. I mean, you might argue he should have been now after you've seen what Rudy Gobert did. And I still think that has value. I think he's just playing in the wrong spot. I think he should be playing center. And <laughs> if, you, if you put him with LeBron as a guy who, I think, I think he's pretty much played... Like pretty much like 90% of his career Games outside of the first year where he had his Foot injury Um, he's Healthy and the reason why I think it just makes sense is because I don't know if you remember Back when AD was with New Orleans but there Was a talk that they Might try to get AD to pair with Joel Embiid and send Simmons to New Orleans So this idea has Been floated around out there I don't Think LA hangs up because Is AD going to stay healthy I think that's a big thing And I think that team makes more sense with – I just think you need Simmons with a a primary initiator who can shoot. I know LeBron isn't, like, the world's greatest shooter, but he's LeBron James. So that was kind of my idea of why I think both teams would do it.
3: Um, Yeah, I – Here's the thing about – I forget what podcast I heard this on recently, but I did hear it on our podcast recently. Um, He's not a rim protector at all. That's where the difference between him and Draymond Green is. Or maybe it was because I read it um, in that article from the... Like Draymond Simmons can't. You can't serve defensively with Ben Simmons. I think you need to have the ball on his hands twenty four seven, and okay. how you survive with Ben Simmons on your team, and that's why I don't. Th- I don't like the pairing with LeBron James. But uh, Andrew, Andrew, over to you for a minute because I got to get into an elevator, so I'm going to be uh, off the grid for a minute.
1: You're good, uh, and don't worry, your connection is completely fine. Um, I will just say I kind of echo what John says about. Um, I don't like the pairing of LeBron and Simmons because it would still require Simmons to play off-ball. And one, I forget which one of you said it. Like, he needs the ball and an initiator to be successful. I don't see him being successful in, like, the dunker spot long-term as a center, and you also defensively want him on the wing not necessarily you know guarding other fives uh what do you think justin
9: so my thing is this i feel like especially because after we just watched what happened to Gobert, i think the idea of having him guard centers is mute because one there isn't necessarily that dominant of a big man obviously joel and Jokic come up but the idea of, like, all right, we are going to get punished by such-and-such such player. Like, Joel's having the best—well, I shouldn't say the best. He's, he's had really good games in this playoffs against the Hawks, against a really good defensive center at Capella, and it hasn't mattered. They've lost three of the games. And so my idea is, like, why can't he just be on defense? Like, you have a defense where, all right, we can just switch all five guys. Where when we need to lock it down— I don't think you're losing anything because that's the way L.A. kind of won their championship last year. They were able to play A.D. at the five, and they were able to do a lot more switching because A.D. and LeBron are about the same height. That's just the way I see it. I understand he is a – he is not a good offensive player. I'm
3: not trying to say that.
9: But we've seen well, him
3: boosting on not, offense. But it's not that he's not a good offensive player. He's just an offensive player that needs to be in an ultra-specific role to succeed. Like, he's – like I, it's like the the passes that he's made over the course of his career, and the the skill required to execute those, and the vision he's he's displayed, um, like that does that hasn't disappeared because of his disappearing act in the playoffs. Like he did all that stuff. It's the same guy, um, and it's the same guy who's like numbers around the rim are what they are from. And I get a lot of those come in transition, and that's a huge part of his game, and that goes away in the playoffs to a certain extent, but like. He's, I, I just think he's such a difficult fit. That's the problem. Um, so he, Okay.
9: All right, so, yeah, so I guess So we'll, just, we'll put a pit in that. But my, uh, my actual point kind of revolved around Simmons, but it was more a Leon Rose question, which I think we haven't brought up. So I think the biggest, not criticism, but the biggest fear that most Knicks fans or most critics of the hire had was like, is Leon – Kind of run the job like we want him to, like like a guy who's thinking about the Knicks first. But I feel like every move that he's had so far has essentially served, for back for a lack of a better term, three masters. What I mean by that is every move he's made has helped the Knicks, has helped CAA, and has helped uh, Kentucky. Meaning Randall, Noel, all these guys have had really good like moments. Does anyone have a fear going forward that if he has to make a move that's going to piss off one of those two things, like CAA or Kentucky, he's going to do it? And my example would be since we're talking about places for Simmons is like, I don't think, because we talked about the Knicks for him, I don't see his fit on the Knicks if Randle's on the team. So my question would be, would you do like a three-team trade where the Knicks essentially end up with Simmons and like C.J. McCollum and you send Randall and stuff to Portland, would you be be willing to do that in like a vacuum of I don't care, I'm trying to make this team better or be like, look, I can't do this move.
3: This guy just committed to the team basically and it's going to look like Isaiah Thomas but in New York. Um, I mean, my two cents would be I think the family dynamic slash CAA Kentucky whatever thing I think that's real I don't think that that's just uh, a talking I don't think that that's just a talking point um and I for as much as we were talking a bit ago about how we think that RJ Barrett has the most trade value on the team I think Julius Randle is the player on the team who is most who is least likely to be traded for the reasons that you just brought up mm-hmm. um I, I think he would, would move, move Randall if it was in a move that were like, you know, again, again I'm, I'm making, I'm literally just making something up. I'm just, whatever. Luka Doncic, right? Uh, to, 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 like, that's obviously not going to happen for a billion reasons, but, like, if he could get Luka Doncic tomorrow, um, or Zion, you know, and add Zion to RJ, like, yes, he would, he would, um, he would do that. That's, those things are not going to happen which is why I think Julius Randle's going to be here for a very long time. Um I but the one the one thing I will say I don't think him honoring all these masters means this, like that these players need to be in New York. I just think he wants he wants to do right by his guys. I think the reason why you have seen Kentucky guys and CAA guys here in New York is because they feel like th- it helps them build this family atmosphere, which I think they feel raises the raises the bar and raises the like the ceiling of the team. So I think they feel like they're helping themselves by creating this. Does that make sense?
9: <laughs> yes. I yeah. I get I get what you're saying. It was just more of like I am. It's not it's not like a fear I have, but it's like. Like again, like that trade, I think helps the team out, and it kind of addresses the two things that we would need I, in a way. Yeah, but I, I, don't know if it's
3: if it's like so blatantly obvious that it's like a no, like, Again, it's not like a no brainer. Like I think there's a world where Julius Randle keeps getting better, and like he could be a legit like number two, and you know everybody's happy. Um, I, I, I don't. I mean, look to be clear, I don't see them trading for Benson. And, and I'm not no, sure. no, I agree.
9: Yeah, I don't think Randall's getting traded. It was just more yeah. of like, if he has like a trade like that, where it's like it's not, it's not perfectly clean. Like, oh, you clearly won the trade. You do that trade every time. Yeah. I wonder. I don't know if he would actually do something like that. It doesn't even have to be Cedar. It could have been you know someone else. Like, De- like De'Aaron Fox, whoever. You know, like I know you yeah. love De'Aaron Fox. Is he going to do that trade? I do love De'Aaron. Yeah, I don't. Um, I don't think. I don't think they would.
3: No, I don't. I don't think they would. Either. I, don't, I don't. I think they might trade uh, R.J. Barrett for DR Fox. I, mm-hmm. Not that that's on the table, but like, yeah. Anyway, um, yeah, yeah, no, the, good, good stuff
9: as always. Yep, that was it. That was all. That's all I had. So,
1: Justin, you're the man, dude. Thank you. That was a. Uh, that was definitely a lively take and discussion. Thank you, sir. <laughs> <laughs> no problem. <laughs> we
3: like lively takes and discussions here, do we? We not?
1: do. Uh, okay, so I'm going off of who has told me they want to come up. Jason, welcome to the stage, sir. And guys, if you have a speaker request, I can't see them in the chat or in my little window. So say in the chat you want to come up or DM me on Twitter and I'll do what I can, okay? Then turn right onto East 73rd Street. I've invited
6: Jason. Jason is yeah, up man, on stage. That's crazy. like It kicked me off right before you invited me. I don't Did know. Really? <laughs> yeah, really? Yeah, uh, I had, had to find right
1: the <laughs> room. Thanks best. a lot, man. How you doing, Jason?
6: Good, good. Um, let's have the Lonzo debate. Okay. Oh, that's um cool. I'll, let, I'll preface this by saying I actually think the New Orleans is going to keep him now with all the craziness that's going on there. I think that they got rid of Van Gundy, who none of the guys liked, including Lonzo. And if you hear Ingram and and Zion, they really like Lonzo. So I actually think that they might overspend to keep him. That's the hey, first I, preface. Well, but I'm not a big Lonzo one thing fan. Thing I'll say though. Don't ever discount the money aspect
3: of it in New Orleans because they are, like,
6: you know, they're cheap. They, yeah, but you know, they could they cut could costs other spots. Like, they could let Hart go, and, and you know, I, I just I, think to keep Zion and Ingram happy, they'll keep them. I, I mean, maybe they will, but I, they're. Gonna, I'm very curious to see, will they, like, attach a pick to get off of Bledsoe
3: to make that happen? Will they attach a pick to get off of Adams? Like that, at the tail end of that athletic article, it mentioned that they're going to try to find new homes for those guys. But, yeah, no, I think you could you yeah. absolutely be
0: right.
6: Well, I think that athletic article is why they might actually end up keeping Lonzo. Just because if that Zion being unhappy stuff is true, you get rid of one of his friends. Apparently, that's what everyone says. So, it might not be happy. <laughs> <laughs> I don't I don't think we have to question whether that's true or not. But here's my point. Now yes. look, I'm gonna preface this by saying if Lonzo was a guy who was signing for like under fifteen million dollars, I would be off for it. Okay. There is no way that guy is worth anything more than fifteen million dollars. I don't think you realize how limited he is offensively. No trust. He only shoots spot up threes. He's like Reggie um, Bullock.
3: Well, that's not that's not Um that's
6: like 85% true. He's shown he a he little. To he can't. If he gets to the rim, he can't finish. He's like Alfred Payton finishing. Like, no, no, I don't think. Actually,
3: It's
0: actually worse than Alfred Payton.
6: And boy, man. Well, did if I this playoff has shown us anything, John, it's that you need guys who when they get the ball, they can actually score on their own at some point. Because that's um, what the Jazz didn't have at any point, you know? I don't, I don't disagree with you.
3: In theory, and the the one thing I'll say, and why I I just was like, it's worse than Alfred Payton, Um, nobody's worse than Alfred Payton, obviously, but the one thing that Alfred Payton did um, is he constantly drove, and and, um, those plays did result in offensive rebounds occasionally. He did occasionally make buckets. Before he completely became a shell of himself in the last 20 games of the year, you can at least have an argument, like, okay, you know, what he does. Lonzo doesn't drive um, at all. Like, he, 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 his, his shots around the restricted area are in large part because of transition opportunities. Um, yeah. And that is –
4: and that's why I actually – my biggest question is why whether the, the Knicks really do want him as a starting point guard because he goes against every tenet of uh, principle that Tibbs has
6: espoused since he became head yeah. coach
3: in the league. Because um, he wants his point guys to drive. There's a little bit more to his shooting than spot-ups. It's not like I'm not saying he's like running
6: around off. But he's not or, good at it. He's um, not efficient in, in any of those other areas. Yeah, but, but, but if you look at his shooting improvement over the four years of his career, I think it's reasonable to assume there is a world where he grows into becoming. I don't not, think so. I mean, he's not, not going to become Steph Curry or Dave Lillard. But but he's like, still not a good free throw shooter. Am I right? <laughs>
3: Well, he was 75% this year, or 78% actually. I mean,
6: okay, he, he, that's he, better, he, he better then. No, I didn't think he was he that good. His, his free throw percentage. I don't his think three he's three ever going to become good off the dribble.
3: Yeah. Um, well, my bigger concern is like he's he doesn't run pick and rolls, um, or he
6: like. He well, he, a, does he does run him. He just doesn't. He does, He runs him, and then he just passes the ball out because he doesn't create any advantages.
3: Yes, that's accurate.
6: Um, like like that's Franklin Aquino, who I'm a big Frank fan, by the way. But, yes, he's very similar to Franklin Aquino. So, basically, the player we're describing, and when you throw in his positional versatility,
3: the fact that he can play alongside a primary, the fact that he can't defend, you could you could play switching defense with him, like all of that stuff. What we're describing, and, and given his age and given the possibility that he does continue to improve, We're describing a 14-ish million dollar a year player, right?
6: 13, 14, 15. So
3: what what happens when you try to get a a free agent? And in particular, when you You try to get a a restricted free agent, you have
6: to pay a markup. Oh, you cut out. What's the markup? Do you pay a 20% markup? Do you pay a 25% markup? So what you're really asking is is Lonzo Ball worth you paying approximately a third more than he's worth? That's what the Yeah, I don't think do. so. And, and and with the with the caveat that again, he does not care what ails the Knicks. I don't pretend like it's an easy answer. But I do think that there are at least arguments. For like, me. put it this way: I think. Um, um, I'm not. I'm not. Gonna, I'm not standing here disagreeing with you. Though. Like, I think Norman Powell is a much better player than him. Like, why? Like, what, what does he do that Norman Powell doesn't do? I, except in transition, he passes yeah. more. Like, I don't get it.
3: Well, Lonzo, but so you, Lonzo can initiate it, like being able to run a pick and roll, even if you don't create matchup advantages on the pick and roll. That is worth something. It's I'm not,
6: not when you can't. Not when you can't shoot off the dribble.
3: Yeah, but I, but again, I think we've seen again. They are faint, faint signs. <laughs> but there are no. Look, I mean, look. I'm just being real with you.
6: They're, hey, they're, if you believe it, you believe it. I'm not. It's, I can't argue what you believe.
3: I, I'm, I'm. more making the devil's advocate argument. But I, again, I'm saying there is an argument. Norm Powell is a bucket getter, and we know what he is. He's really good at it. Although the numbers in Portland are a tad concerning to me, but we, we don't have to talk about that. Um, I, I listen. If you're asking me who would I rather have for twenty million dollars a year, Norm Powell or Alonzo Ball? I think I, I would have to sit and really think about that because I, I do like Norm Powell. I think Norm Powell. There is a value to having a guy in your starting lineup who can hit
4: off the triple threes and you can get get to the rim and and you know it just. I wish he passed a little
3: bit. I mean, Christ. Um, yeah. You know, but... Yeah, there's an argument there.
6: There's an argument. Yeah, and I just... Um, the other thing I think that worries me about Lonzo is I think he thinks he's a point guard. He, oh, he That's what worries me. He's, he absolutely thinks he's a point guard. Um, but he's, yeah.
3: he's, you know,
6: he's
3: not really... Not,
6: not, and I think that's going to factor into his free agency decision. Like, if he does leave New Orleans. Like, he's going to want to go somewhere where they're going to give him a chance to be the point guard. I mean, he's... No one who's gonna pay him is gonna give him that chance because the only one might
3: them. um but the, like if you go to the Bulls, you know who's getting the ball. Like it's it ain't it ain't Lonzo ball. Like you know
6: you know yeah, who they, they run their offense
3: off. through, and I think Lonzo would be smart enough to know who they're gonna run their offense
6: through. Um, yeah, I mean he's gonna have the ball a lot, but he's gonna wanna be able to run a so like for instance, it's different because in New Orleans Zion was the point guard. And in Chicago, yes, Levine scores a lot, but he doesn't like he's not driving and kicking the ball out every other play. He's like just getting his buckets. But what what you're describing is the existential crisis with Lonzo, which is that like, if he's the guy that has the ball in his hands on most possessions, that's probably not a great thing. He doesn't... This is why I don't want him. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Can we... uh, Before I leave, um, we can transition to talk about Randall. It's a valid argument. Um, I want to ask you about Randall. Um, Um... I think he's going to play – do yeah, you think sure. he's going to play in the Olympics? Oh, I you can, hear me? Yeah. I, I'd be guessing. I'd be, yeah, I,
3: would, yeah, I, I can hear uh, you. Uh, I, uh, I imagine he wants
6: to. Um, I think he will because the uh, – the, 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 the USA is pretty weak at the front court depth if you look at it, especially with AD and Turner out. you know? Yeah, I ju- but I
3: just don't know how important is it to Randall. Like, does he just – does he want to rest? Um, like, he knows – his body knows what it just experienced for the last, you know, yeah. five months. Like, th- th- does he want that strain? I, I mean, I have no idea. Um, yeah. If I Personally, do I want him to play in the Olympics? No. <laughs> I want
6: him I to... Do. <laughs> ah, man, that's a lot. I do for a couple reasons. One, I think, A, he's going to be around all of the guys who will be, who might potentially end up being traded to the Knicks at one point, especially with Devin Booker playing and, and, and Bradley Beal and Damian Lillard. So that's one reason I would want him to be there. But also, I just think the one thing that he needs to work on a lot is catching and shooting because the thing that drove me crazy about this playoff is when – Rose, they did a pick and pop, which apparently no one said yeah. that tips made the adjustments. But they ran a bunch of pick and pops with Randall and Rose, which they never did during the season. And then every time Rose would kick the ball out to Randall, he wouldn't take he the open three, it. and then yeah, he would, no, he, would he, got, he would take a step back contested three.
3: He got he got gun shy and he was all in his own head, and,
6: and we know that. Um, yeah. No, so if, I, he look, play, if he plays off ball in the Olympics, you know, kind of like Melo did, he'll get more catch and shoot opportunities. I, <laughs>
3: I I completely agree with everything you're saying about it. I just I question, I, ju- I just question the, weird, the the additional stress that it, that it would put on his body, um, or miles, I guess, in terms of. But who knows? Maybe it's maybe the cost-benefit analysis still comes out in your favor. I, again, this is one of those things where I don't really have a strong opinion on. I just I think there's arguments on both
6: sides. I could see Leon Rose telling him, Yo, go to the Olympics, man, and, and become friends with all these guys. We're gonna need it in the future. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Jason,
3: uh, Jason. Good
1: stuff always, Jason, Always appreciate your, your uh, Yeah, Jason. Before we let you go, because um, it's I echoed John. You great job today. Um, any take
6: on Ben Simmons? Um, yes, my take is I know John said he's not a good rim protector. Well, he better become one because that's the only way he's going to be valuable <laughs> in the playoffs. I think he has to play center, and I think the best team for him to go to would be the Warriors, so he could eventually take Draymond's place.
3: Ah, oh. it's interesting. That's
1: I thought Warriors for him. It would be wouldn't be the first time they traded for a former former number one pick and found value. You know Bogut. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, uh, God. bye guys. Take care, yeah. Jason. Thanks as always. Um, I just like flat out. I, obviously, John's having some connection issues, and the, I still cannot see speaker requests. Uh, so we're gonna wrap up, guys. I apologize if you made a request we didn't get to you today. However. We have a special treat for you. We oh, he actually here. I, he's in the chat. I'm gonna try and find him and invite him up. Hold on.
3: Apologies for apologies for my uh, connection issues. We we,
1: we uh,
3: did, the, the Macri family did a poor job of scheduling out our weekend plans. So I'm in I'm in transit. That's the that's
1: the it's all right. It, it's this unexpected locker room or green room that we do every Saturday. Um, leave Oh here he is. Here he is. Welcome to the stage. Let's see if he shows up. In
0: one mile, take a slight right
1: turn. Onto cabin, west toward oh, come it's on. Come up here. Where are
3: you? I, uh, I still see Jason up on my thing.
1: But- Do you really? Oh, okay, yeah. God. We're in beta mode again. Okay. I'll see, <laughs> if he sh- I'll see if he shows up. I'm leaving all of this in the pod so all of you listening to this later can understand how frustrating this day has been. Um. All right. Hey, Schwein, oh. you have two minutes. <laughs> Is he there? No, he's not. I don't see him, nor do I. I've invited him to speak, so we'll see. Okay, we'll
3: see if he accepts. Well, either way, I think this was a good... Uh, the conversation was great today.
1: Oh, yeah. I, we centered around Ben Simmons, and it led to a couple hey, we, lively discussions.
3: We didn't answer the question. What would we give up for Ben Simmons?
1: Um, there, uh, I kind of lean toward uh, costume's answer of like, there's very little I would give up for Ben Simmons. Um, I'd give up the Detroit pick and Knox as keeps putting in, yeah, the Detroit pick and Knox, which I love how that's the trade that people are like ready to give up for Ben Simmons, you know? Um, I, I don't even feel comfortable answering this question because I,
3: I would I would want to do a lot of intel on him because he the, the player that we're watching in front of us uh, looks like a shell a shell of what he
1: once was, was. Well, so like here's ah oh, here he is. If, uh, I'll, time, I'll, like, answer, like, I'll answer in a minute. Hold on. Welcome hey, to you. the stage, Mr. schwenny Pooh. Uh, John, did
8: you miss me?
3: I always miss you when I don't get to talk to you, Schwinn. How are
8: you? (laughs) I'm good. How are you? Look, uh, Ben Simmons is a fucking loser. Um, And I'm going to list (laughs) – I'm going to list just – I'm just listing non-Knicks and players in the playoffs. I would 100% take over Ben Simmons, all right? This is just the playoffs. Can
4: can Can I get a chance to say yes
8: or no after each one? Yeah, that's fine. Okay. LeBron. Yes. AD. Yes. Yes. Steph.
1: Yes. Yes. Jokic. Uh, yes. Steph didn't make the
8: playoffs, by the way. Shut up. Uh, Mitchell. Yes. Uh, yes. Kawhi. Yes. PG.
4: Yes. Booker. Hey, yes.
8: Paul. Uh, yes.
1: Aiden. Who? Aiden. Aiden. Aiden.
3: Um, man, he's going to get paid a lot of money, uh, but he could do – Center stuff really well. Um. Oh, God. Sure.
8: That that was very convincing. Uh, KD. Yes. Obviously. Harden. Yes.
1: Yes. Kyrie. Kyrie. Yes.
3: yes. Trey. Yes. Yes. Dame. Yes. Luca. Um. Yes. Yeah, yeah, um. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs>
8: Uh, yes. <laughs> Middleton. Uh, yes. Yes, yes, yes.
3: Yeah, yeah. Butler. Yes. Yes.
8: Okay, and this is just, I I, I don't know why I included him, probably just because I love him. SGA. Yeah. Oh, in a heartbeat. That goes,
3: yeah, easily. Ja. Yeah. Beal. Yeah. Yes. Yeah.
8: And last but not least, Frank. No. I I mean. he's, he's the most untradable player in the entire. League. No, like, what? I, 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 what do people see when they see Ben Simmons? I see a guy who's elite at fucking hanging out in the dunker spot. Um, this guy was deferring to Tyrese Maxey yesterday at the end of the fourth quarter. Like, what well, Tyrese,
3: the fuck? That's because Tyrese Maxey was gave a, gave the Sixers a better chance of winning the game.
8: That's my point, um, though. Like, w- 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 if Benson, just- he's a max, he's a max fucking contract player, who people are fucking six years into his career. Oh, how do we unlock him? Oh, like fucking shut up. Like, I-, I also want you to know that when I just said that, I said it with like Tony Soprano's face when he's doing like the "We're with the Vipers." I, I want you to know that.
7: <laughs> <laughs>
3: I actually was thinking. I actually was thinking of a different scene and the specific. Was- Oh my god, the scene is in my head, and I can't remember. I'm gonna think of it. i I'll, I'll DM you. Um, no, it's, it, it's no, it's it's purely well, it's not purely a theoretical exercise for I me. Mean, it's it's a because because we've seen the guy run run his own team before. It it doesn't have to be purely theoretical. We've seen him when he hasn't played with bead. this season. It sucked. Last season, um, it was it was really good. And like, what is just what does he look like with? With four shooters and uh, like a, a
8: but like like team. is that a, is that a is that a team that what is that team doing what is a team around I Ben Simmons I don't, I don't. doing? I mean,
3: they're a they're they're a playoff team. Maybe they're even a really good
8: playoff team. I don't I don't think they're a contending team. And that's and then you're going to get really to the playoffs. And then you're going to get to the playoffs. And then every team is going to be like, yeah. So we don't actually all we need to do is pack the paint. And make this guy take like he won't. It's not even that he can't make jump shots. He won't take jump shots. Like he doesn't want to take them. I mean, people will fucking sit here and shit on Julius Randall for his play performance, rightfully so. But like he no, was No, Randall, like, Randall looked like Jerry West, uh, you know, compared to compared. To he's ta- to, he, he's willing to take shots. Like if you're not willing to take shots. Why am I giving you a max contract? Like you, you basically, you, you have to be to for me to give you like to to build something around you or to consider you like a, you know, some fucking crucial piece of a title team. Like he has to be as good then at everything else other than scoring as Draymond is, and he's not. Like he's he's like he's not an inspir. Like he's fucking out there playing like it's he, he has this. Like, he has this energy about him where everything is kinda like, like, he's like too cool. He's too cool to like try, he's too cool to like, you know, like max out. I mean, yes, he's out there yesterday, fucking, he gets stripped by Kevin fucking Herder? Are you kidding me? Kevin Herder's like Jeremy Doppelganger? Twain,
1: um, just curious, how do you really feel about Ben Simmons?
3: I, just, I despise can I him. Say, can I really say really quickly, I think quickly, I think what the question is, is Ben Simmons is essentially forcing every, all of us to ask the question: Can you have a non-center? Can you can you have a non-center in the league that doesn't shoot almost regardless of what the rest of his skill set is? Because I I mean maybe you won't agree with this, but I think Ben Simmons as a driver, as a finisher, and as a passer is. Maybe he's not elite at all three of those things, but he's pretty darn good at all those, at, at those things. Um, and, or at least we've seen him. But then it gets back to like, okay, so you're basically, that's the offense you're running every time down the court. Because if you're not running that offense every time down the court, then Simmons is doing something else on offense. And whatever the thing is that he's doing is not a useful thing. So then it's like okay, well, at some point he probably gets tired of doing high pick and rolls every time and going to the basket every time or driving and kicking. Um, I, yeah, it's it's not. Um,
8: hey, he it's, he doesn't do he doesn't he's not good in the half court either. This is the other thing with him. Like he's a terrible. Well, if, you
3: and, if you run high pick and roll with and you flip space the floor and you're running it with. Like, again, to throw a name out there, if you're running it with Porzingis, and Porzingis is actually a good shooter instead of, like, a pretend good shooter.
8: Yeah. Like, that's... That is is Porzingis going to be healthy, though, John? Have we considered this?
3: Well, my heart is still broken every time I watch him play, so I don't... You know, <laughs> I can even get
8: Um question.
3: <laughs> um, no, I mean... It, look, you make, obviously, all good points. I, um...
8: But like, like here's he's the he's thing. Like if if, if if you're you're saying you're saying just run high pick and roll, like we saw what the Clippers did, right? Like when they were running high pick and roll with Luca, and this is with Luca, who is like five billion times the player that Ben Simmons will ever be in his life. Um, like they just switched it with Porzingis, right? They were just switching it, and they couldn't do anything. I mean, all that happened is that Luca would end up having to like ISO and drive and kick on his own, right? Um, like, my point is, if you do that with Ben Simmons, Ben Simmons is not some guy that's going to, like, cook you in iso. Like, he, he's not capable of that. He's not. No. Like, and, and, and quite frankly, I would be thrilled. I would be absolutely thrilled if I'm a defense and Ben Simmons is out there trying to cook me in isolation. It's like, you know, um, I, I just I don't. I don't yeah, no, I, I don't get it. I don't, like, him and, and, and Lonzo, I'll never understand the people that, like, love these two players. Like Lonzo is well, Lonzo's useful in other things. I mean, Lonzo can shoot, I guess. So that helps. But like he is also another player who's basically a non-entity as far as half court shot creation. He can't do anything. Yes, um, that's correct. and he thinks he's a point like both of these guys have the same fundamental issue where they think of themselves as like these dynamic playmakers, but, like, ultimately, neither of them is that. And their role, whenever they figure this out, they're going to figure it out at some point in their career. But whenever they figure out what their actual role should be on a genuine title team, they'll have success as far as individual success goes. Um, like, but, like but Ben Ronzo, Simmons, Ben Simmons Lonzo's is just
3: Australian. He, no, he I'm just saying, like, like, we've already seen Lonzo do faint signs of stuff. Where if he accepts his role and if he gets improve- and if he gets better at all that other stuff, he could be a very useful player. Ben Simmons, I don't even think we've seen that other stuff that you're talking about in terms of like what his theoretical role is, unless you think he's a- he could be a room protecting five, which I, I mean I don't. I don't.
8: Think I, don't. Um, I feel like that's I feel like that's always the token answer for people when they can't figure out what like a tall player that sucks at most shit can do they're like oh yeah just play him at the five um like ben simmons is he's just australian tall draymond that should be his role um but he thinks he's like fucking lebron james or magic johnson
3: without without the rim protection yes Uh, yeah
8: like he's 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 a poor like he's a poor man's draymond he like
3: that's actually very accurate yeah
8: yeah like draymond is like i don't love him uh you know i he went to michigan state so he obviously sucks um but like he's a first battle hall of famer Dr- ben simmons is like he'll get into the hall of fame probably because the hall of fame allows shit for like well he's an australian trailblazer he really expanded the game in australia like Apologies that's why i don't anybody. get into the hall of fame.
1: Apologies to anybody listening that's from australia jesus no don't right. they
8: fucking hate his guts too <laughs> uh,
3: Schwinn, I, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't think he's getting to the Hall of Fame. I actually think there's a chance that his his career uh, gets really, really sidetracked really quick. But we'll see. Um, no, you, you, thank you as always for for bringing the heat, uh, Schwinn. I got to run actually, but uh, Andrew, any, anything else from from? Uh, you want to stay on and hear? here I'll, I'll stay on. In, I'll stay on neighbors? for a
1: few seconds and and. Uh, entertain people with Schwinn. Um, have having a
8: good day, Macri family. Is I guess it's my take my takeover of the KFS pod. A little bit. It's literally <laughs> plotting for years.
1: The takeover is literally just going to be Schwinn. Plug what you'd like to plug, and we'll get out of here. <laughs> Later, John. Um, Schwinn, plug what you'd like to plug, even if it is just um, to go hate watch Ben Simmons in Game Seven
8: um i'm gonna plug uh i'm really excited to watch the bucks tonight i don't think i've ever been more excited to watch a team like poop and pee all over themselves in a high leverage situation (laughs) um so i'm pretty pumped for that are Uh, you picking
1: the nets tonight
8: i like like logically the bucks should win this game yes like they, they should logically win this game I have absolutely no faith in them at all. Like, well,
1: that's like, what's going to make the conference <laughs> finals interesting if it's Sixers-Bucks, is because I have logically no – like, I have no faith in either team to be like, oh, they should win. They, sh- On paper, this team's better. Both teams could shit the bed together, and it's just going to be a shitty bed.
8: I have faith in Joel Embiid and Seth Curry, though. I have – like, like, in terms of people I have faith in, it's like – I have faith in Chris Middleton, and then I have faith in Embiid and Seth Curry. So two is greater than I, one.
1: I have faith in a healthy Embiid, um, and I think that like we shit on Giannis, but when he's not shooting jumpers, like we the, the guy yeah, just yeah. put up thirty four and fourteen in back to back games. Like it's not like he's
8: Ben Simmonsing out there. He's just no, no, no. He he's like used him in properly. it. Yeah, yeah, he's, he's in it. Like, he's not he's not disappearing. He's just making stupid decisions sometimes. Um, Which
1: I think more falls on Bud than it falls on Giannis. Like, he should yeah, not be I'm starting your offense. He should be completing your offense.
8: Yeah, yeah, I'm 100% with you there. Um, I think, like, I, I feel like they're close. They, I mean, there was a lot of good stuff they did in game six, but it was still, like, there were so many points in that game where I was, like, like they blew it open finally in the fourth quarter, but there were so many moments where they had chances to blow it open. And they just like started pissing all over themselves. Mm -hmm. And like, that was at home, you know, like game seven on the road is historically, you look through NBA history. Like that is, I mean, that's like, that's the hardest single proposition game to win. Right. Like that is literally Mm -hmm. the, the one scenario you don't want to be facing in any season ever, uh, no matter which, how good you are. No matter how good you ironic, are. Like, which is ironic
1: because yeah. you actually say this on the five-year anniversary of one of the more legendary Game 7 on the road victories. Oh, is it the, the five-year anniversary then? The Cavaliers over the Warriors on today in 2016.
8: The 3-1 team, oh, the LeBron block, the Kyrie I, I know – I know Kevin Durant looks fondly back on that because it gave me an excuse to run, you know, get the most empty rings in the history of the NBA. Um, <laughs> but, you know, like, I, I just got to say, like, here's the thing. All right. Like, we saw this last night with Paul George. And I know, I know, man, had a fucking, you know, God, like, what, 39 points? Who mm-hmm. the fuck would have guessed that? I know he balled out. Um, but, like, PG was the driving force of that team. And he, and forget, like, last night's game. Game five from him was, you know, that was super impressive. That was, like, you know, you're on the road, hostile scenario, like hostile crowd. We know that, you know, Utah's crowd is probably chanting all kinds of horrific racist uh, chants at him. Um, And he balled out. And he fucking carried them to that win. And I thought he balled out yesterday, too. Like, even when they were down a half, I thought he played a good first half. Um, and then obviously they went nuts as a team in the second half, but like, he was really fucking good yesterday too. And my point being is like, look, if if the Nets lose, there's going to be all these excuses for Kevin Durant. Oh, Harden was injured. Kyrie was out fucking blah, blah, blah. Steve Nash is a rookie head coach. LaMarcus Aldridge retired. Blake Griffin is Blake Griffin. Um, like there's going to be all these 500 excuses. And my point is like, like, if he is this guy that we've been, you know, I've been hearing for years. Oh, he's actually the best player in the league. Oh, he's better than Steph Curry. Oh, he's but win the game, win the fucking game tonight, because I don't want to hear any of these fucking excuse. Oh, the Bucks are actually a better team now because of injuries. Okay. But you're the best player, right? Like you're, you know, after game five, everybody in the world is sucking this guy's dick, right? Like, Oh, he's the best player in the world. (laughs) My bad. Sorry. You can, you can edit that out, but like, everybody's (laughs) praising him. Everybody's praising. Oh, he's a a great player. All time. Great player. hundred percent. But like, if he is this guy that's being in, that's you want to elevate him to that pedestal, right? Mm -hmm. Then win this game, win this game. There should be no excuses. I don't want to hear any of it. Like, Win one game. I'm not asking you to win a whole series, right? Win a game against the fucking Bucks. Like, I'm not asking you to beat, you know, the... I mean, my, my counterpoint, and we, and
1: we should wrap up soon because this is just becoming a podcast now, but um, my, my counterpoint would just be, like, he did that in game five. And to expect that with how limited this Nets team is sans Kyrie and whatever James Harden is now, like... You know, we've seen LeBron come up short in games while putting up, like, or LeBron's team come up short in games while putting up otherworldly performances. I think I, I if Katie shits the bed tonight, we can reevaluate it. But if he puts up, like, a good game tonight and his teammates let him down,
8: I'm not going to think less of him. I am. Um, because That's to boring, me, like, <laughs> no, no. I mean, like, I, I'll just, I'll, I'll, I'll end this here. You can shut me up after. Um, like, to me, greatness, like, it's, greatness is winning to a certain extent like it's all well and good putting up great stat lines and buff. all that stuff is great but like actually getting it done is what defines greatness to me and like you know uh let's be real here like kd has not overcome challenges really on his way to winning titles right like he 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 jumped ship on okc i that's fine. He wanted to do it. Um, good for him. He got his two titles in, in Golden State. I think clearly it didn't fulfill him on a personal level the way he thought it would. Um, and that's a reason, I think, one of the reasons he left Golden State anyway. Um, this is his chance right here. Like, there's a, th- 100% he's facing adversity. Like, there's no question this is not an ideal circumstance. Like, get it done. Get get At least get through this series. Um, and I think, like, like, I would like to see that because I think when he has faced adversity at various points in his career, he hasn't really delivered on the level that you would hope for. Like, when Russ Russ got injured, right, that one year in the playoffs, and they uh-huh. immediately lost in five games that series to Memphis. Um, You know, they it blew was, a 3-1 it was the lead. Next
1: series. It was the next series,
8: but you're right that they didn't go, go as far as they could have. Yeah, I mean, like, I, I don't know. I'm just – I guess, like, to me – I, I I feel like if he is the guy that everybody always says he is like, top I mean, people are saying top ten all the time, which I don't agree with, but look the for the sake so of arguments.
1: That's where this stems from is the mailbag episode where John put him in his top ten. If he gets titled.
8: I didn't listen to that yet.
1: Oh wow, so you're just wow. First of all, thanks that for he, listening to it.
8: Um, <laughs> I do. I listen to mailbags. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> um Yeah, I mean it was it was more of a and he and I have been texting about where to put Katie historically if with what Harden is now and no Kyrie he still gets a title and this being his his culmination, does he go into your top ten all time? And I think John would and I think I, i d I'm still on the fence, but um it's I think He's like
8: in the, you're he's in the, in the, the debate pod. though.
1: You're coming on the pot in a couple of weeks. Uh that's a little spoiler <laughs> alert for a couple We. Uh, we'll have this conversation then. Schwinn, I will ask again, do you have anything non-Bucks-Nets tonight uh, to plug before you go?
8: Um, I will plug um, Jeremy's article that he dropped yesterday on the Strickland. On the Strickland. Uh, Check that out. Uh, And I will plug KFS pod. Great podcast that I religiously (laughs) listen to. (laughs) Thank you,
1: everybody. Thank you for joining us here for our Saturday morning uh, green room live stream. We're here every Saturday. We'll try to get all of these um, issues fixed for next week. Until then, have a great weekend to those uh, weird to say celebrating, but to those
2: uh, everybody out there, have a happy father's day and uh, do something fun this weekend. Take care.